Making it in business isn't about spreadsheets, this or that. It's about guts, tenacity, and above all, street smarts. Join Sarah Shaw as she talks with successful entrepreneurs about all the hard-won lessons they've learned on the mean streets of the business world. If you've ever felt stuck, stifled, or even just scared to get out there and make your mark, you'll learn how even the most successful entrepreneurs overcame failure and found the power to move forward. So forget about learning about business in school, because all you need to make it big is a street smart MBA. And here's your host, Sarah Shaw. All right. Hey, Sarah Shaw here with another episode of Get a Street Smart MBA. And I am excited today to be here with Ashley. And she's the CEO and co-owner and designer of this really cool brand that I happen to see on Shark Tank called Pink Picasso and Wear Your Soul. So Ashley's background is in photography and manufacturing, which obviously allowed her to kind of get this going. Um, help her family grow. She does it with her wife and her business partner, Brittany. And over the last three years, this wife team has worked at home, like many of us, raising their three kids, uh, creating all of these different consumer brands that all their fans love, which I love. I think they're so cool. My kids are super into art and we just thought this was so awesome. And obviously at this point, they're super ripe for growth, see a bright future for expanding the brands and growing the company. And what's really cool is they actually got onto Oprah's favorite things two times um, and were offered four separate deals on Shark Tank, which is what really caught my attention. So this was back in November of last year and we were gonna talk all about it. And they are totally creating new things all the time um, they're super creative and when they're not taking the entrepreneurship world by storm, they enjoy spending time with their family and their kids, the dog, the cat, even horses and inventing all kinds of new products and things that we as consumers can enjoy and finding new and exciting ways of working together. So Ashley, welcome. So glad to talk Thank to you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. That's so yeah, fun. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I saw you guys on Shark Tank, which I mentioned, and I'm just really interested in your launch story. Like what got you to, to be like, whatever, with our past, we're going to turn the channels, right? Yeah. And we're going to head straight forward into Pink Picasso. Yeah. So really and truly, we had a hard reset on life. And so we have three kids and it was, they're con constantly hungry. I mean, they eat all the time and it really was, we need a job. We need a great job. We need a job that's super flexible. So our start um, started with Wholesale Market in January 2019. And so that was really like our start. I mean, that was what um, people really bought into it. The first um, market in Atlanta, and that's the only market we did until that summer. So we were really grateful to start off kind of with a swift kick. And so um, we grew from wholesale and then added Amazon and our website, of course. And um, by the end of that first year, that's when we were on Oprah's favorite things the first time. So everything's kind of evolved from there, but that first year was kind of nuts. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> nuts in like figuring out the manufacturing yes. and getting the process going and mm -hmm. like how the heck do we sell this why do people want it who wants it right and you know honestly when you get 
a product idea and you bring it to market, meaning, you know, you don't buy, you know, 5 million units, right? And you have to start with what you have and what you can fund, whether it be yourself or through someone else. And so for us, it was funding ourselves. And so, um, you know, we started with just buying what we think we could sell. And um, so figuring out logistics, like what's the best way to get it here? Where are we going to put it? You know, where are we going to sell it? And how much is it going to be? And do we have to have a catalog? And, you know, all of those things and trying to operate super lean without hiring a bunch of people, which we didn't. We just had our two bodies and our children (laughs) to help us pack boxes. So that was all for that, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes, that's true. Even if they are hungry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so you guys, you started in 2019 mm-hmm. and then obviously you came into the COVID world a few months later into 2020. And how, how did that affect your business in the beginning? Did you know, you it was, call? yeah, it was really actually really good for our business. And honestly, it, it was, we didn't think of it like, oh, awesome. We're going to make a bunch of money off this year. That's not, you know, anybody wouldn't, nobody would explain 2020 that way. Um, it was honest to God, like it started with the boutique saying we can sell this on curbside. We can sell this, you know, online. And so there was, it became a very personal experience with all of these boutiques who partnered with us, you know, give me something I can sell so I can pay my rent. And there were so many people who said, I'm in a lease. They're not going to be lenient with me. I've got to find things I can sell and pivot. And so, so much of the first part of 2020 was helping these people pivot. Honestly, like, you know, what are you going to do? Like, let's all get scrappy. And I think almost all entrepreneurs have that piece, that scrappy piece, that grit. Um, because if not, you're not going to be able to handle the first down month, right? Or yeah, you, I mean, you the know. ability to pivot right. is huge. crucial, right? It's a linchpin to have being an entrepreneur. But I think especially when you're faced with a crisis, right? Like okay. whether it's, you know, 9-11 or COVID or whatever thing, you know, an earthquake, you know, whatever comes your way, yeah. right? you have to think in a, innovatively and be able to innovate in that moment, whether, cause I, I mean, I don't know if you found, I did a lot of um, talking to store buyers and trying to help them. Cause I was like, oh my God, so many of them don't even have a website, right? They just right. have a splash and page Peter. and they're yeah. like, come on mm-hmm. in. Right. And then all of a sudden they were like, oh my God, I need a website. Right. So you probably yeah. encountered people who oh, so had to scramble, right. And get a website going. Yeah. And, you know, we heard a lot from those people because they had to have photography assets. They had to have, you know, so our team really spent six months trying to get everybody selling, you know, so it was great for our numbers, but it just wasn't like we just kept working. Like we really didn't personally have any logistics issues. Our boats were on time. I mean, we didn't really have any issues. Um, and, you know, knock on lots of wood. I mean, that's kind of been our story is we've always had product and we've ordered enough to where we've been able to stock people like that and, you know, keep Amazon stocked. So yeah. it was definitely a tough year just from a work standpoint. Um, and we learned a ton. And I think a lot of people learned a ton about what they're capable of for sure. Exactly. And is that, so um, did you, does, is that is that experience really what made you guys decide to, apply for Shark Tank? How did that roll out? So um, we went through 2020 and we're on Oprah's favorite things again that year. And um, the next, so 2021 in 
March, March through May. I can't exactly remember the, the date. They actually reached out to us. Um, they saw us on Good Morning America and reached out to us, which from what I understand, what I've been told is about 100, 100-ish, 125 or so people taped for the, you know, the 13th season out of about 40,000 that they had in the pool. So Lord. <laughs> it was almost like, you know, rounds of cuts. I mean, they cut, you know, everybody who didn't have this and everybody, but we would just get an email weekly. Hey, you made it to the next round. Hey, the producers approved your videotape. Hey, you know, whatever. And so we weren't really aware of how many people were weeded out along the way until the very end. Um, and so we're super grateful. It was the people involved were amazing, just like Oprah's people. Um, everybody involved was just really dynamic and just over the top nice. And so it was a really great experience, like all the way, you know, all the way through. Um, so we found, you know, those are great opportunities just to meet people outside of your home. If you work from home yeah. and just learn and grow and, you know, <laughs> take a lot of um, constructive criticism and, you know, certainly be, have to be organized. <laughs> yes, because they ask them. for everything they yes. want to know everything yeah. so yeah it's always amazing to me when people are, are get on the show and mm-hmm. obviously I know the the rigorous process that you go through but sometimes I mean you see people freeze right and they're just like uh yeah okay and they you can see their wheels spinning and they're trying to come up with the number or answer the question or you know yeah um, I always just feel I mean it's so much it must be so much to yeah to, it really to is you know, the taping itself, I think they aired, what, 10 or 12 minutes, something like that. But we were on, you know, on camera for over an hour or right out an hour. Um, so there was a lot of information that was back and forth, a lot of questions, customer acquisition costs. I mean, yes. stuff that you don't think about. I mean, I guess you should, but it's not stuff you're sitting around thinking about all the time. And so it was, we felt prepared. We felt really good about it. Um, they didn't really ask us anything that we didn't know, but that was due to the people that prepped us, you know? Sure. So I feel like if, if you're ever to that point, I mean, you definitely, you have got to have your ducks in a row for sure. Um, <laughs> even if, you know, your numbers have to be good, of course, but you know, they do prep you for all that. So it's a lot less arduous than you would think. Yeah, I would imagine. Well, so obviously pretty much everybody there wanted a piece of your pink Picasso business. Right. And so how did you navigate all of that and who did you end up doing a deal with? So, um, you know, it was pretty clear when we were in there, I think Brittany would say the same thing, who, you know, we, we love them all. So it wasn't a matter of, we, we recognized they wouldn't be where they are if they weren't great business people. So there wasn't anybody that we were really drawn to more than another other than, you know, just personality wise. Of course, Lori is like, I don't know, we just admire her as a woman who does a lot of business. And so we did get a deal with her. And then also with Daniel Lewetsky, who's the kind bar um, owner. And so they went in together. It was a first deal to do together. And um, they basically came in almost at our ask. And so, or at our ask, actually, we asked 400,000 for 15% and we got two sharks for that, which was really great. Um, And, you know, Mark was painting the whole time and he just, he knew it wasn't a good fit for him necessarily. I mean, he probably, he kept saying we didn't need a shark. And then Barbara gave us an offer, but she didn't think we needed a shark either. And Mr. Wonderful gave us an offer and he didn't think we needed a shark. So it was kind of like, you know, I mean, against two. Yeah. yeah. And they did it, you know, but our thing was, and you know, this from owning your own business and doing so many aspects of it, you don't know what you don't know until you need it. And so, 
there's a lot of things that we are learning kind of the hard way. And I wish that we had someone that has already been there, done that to say, hey, look, you know, don't do this yet. This is going to be, you know, 40 hours a week of unpaid heartache. You know, <laughs> Don't do this yet. Like wait until this or so or this is the best way to do this or this is the best way. You know, yeah, we can figure it out, but are we going to do it the best way? And so that was mainly why we wanted to pair with Shark because they've already been there. They've done everything that we could possibly want to do with the product business. And so it just would be a great way to not have to experience things the hard way. <laughs> so and, and cut your learning curve and yes. get you to the end point faster. For sure. For yeah. sure. And, yeah. you know, and everybody knows new things are stressful. And with as much as you have going on anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's just let's minimize what is stressful. So that's kind of where we were with it. And, and what were, were there things specifically that were going on in your business that you were hoping to get help from from a shark? Yes. Yeah, so general knowledge along the way, but just anything yeah. specific. So two things. One, um, our warehouse situation. You, nobody really slides their prices across the table here. Look at my warehouse prices. And, and, you know, it's very hard to compare because of the differences, you know, how, how you pack something, what size box and the labor involved. And it's very hard to, to um, price shop warehousing, you know, like you, you're just, I mean, you've probably done it and it's probably, so you're like, oh, that's, you know, but yeah. that's a hard thing. You know, you don't know if you're paying too much. You don't know if your storage fees are too much. Do you do it by pallet or do you do it by cubic foot? So that little things like that, that can be your, one of your biggest expenses and your cost. Sure. And so, and, you know, side note on that, I wish that they had said on Shark Tank, yes, you get a landed cost of this, but nobody says you don't take home the $42 right? There's so many people you have to pay in between. That's, that's where you know, the warehouse, they made it sound like, oh, you only pay $3.77 per unit and you sell it for 42. Well, yeah, because if you don't, then you're, you can't do business. Right. Period. Of course. Cause there's the warehouse, the marketing, <laughs> the sales tax, yeah. if you're doing, you know, that you have to add on later to other things. Or, Insurance. You know, oh, so business many. license mm -hmm. overhead. Yeah. Trade all the trade shows and your sales reps commissions. And, right. <laughs> it just, I mean, you know, pallets and I mean, just everything. So in addition, okay. So that was one thing was the warehouse. Like, you know, it's just kind of a big obstacle because you pay them a lot of money on the year. Sure. And secondly, um, we do have a brand called Violet Van Gogh, which is essentially, um, our, our good, better, and best. I mean, we have Violet Van Gogh is sold to Walmart exclusively. And um, so we had just gotten into Walmart at the end of last year in July or so, and we were loading in units and all of this by the thousands. And there are so many obstacles there that you need a full-time person <laughs> to make sure that you do not hurt yourself and get into a huge liability issue. And so um, I wish that we had, you know, Daniel Lebetsky says in his book with regards to Walmart, sometimes it's not a no, it's a not yet. Mm -hmm. And so there was a whole chapter on mistakes he made and what he would do about it. And what do you, you know, and I thought if I had just read his book before, maybe <laughs> we wouldn't have done because listen, Walmart just comes to you and says, Hey, in your inbox, you know, here's a PO, make it, have it in by July 30th. They say right. nothing else. Yeah. That's it. Easy peasy. Right. <laughs> and that's like, not I'll it. Just, uh, pull it out. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it is most definitely not just send me this number of units. There's testing yeah. and there's oh, the labeling and cartons and pallets and POs and there's so much more to it. Thankfully, now we're partnered with someone who reached out after Shark Tank, thankfully, um, called Retail Mark, and they work exclusively with Walmart people to make sure that they do it right. And so, you know, those are things that would have been helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and okay. so, I mean, those are huge things that you can really mess up, right? Uh -huh. I mean, yeah. especially if you mess up with shipping a large store, mm -hmm. whether it's a big box or a department store, and you yep. don't do it exactly the way mm -hmm. their shipping guide says to do it, you get yep. dinged with a million different and you're practically like, wait, I've given this to you. I'm paying you now to sell it for me. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly you know? right. And so meanwhile, yeah. you're waiting that 90. <laughs> exactly. Right. Money that right. you just owe the bank because. Exactly. You yeah. Yes. Let me just burn my money down in the fireplace. That's right. Um, so great. That's great that you got that. Um, and, and so what else do you feel like this deal? I mean, are you going to go on QVC now? Is Lori going to take it on QVC? Are you guys going to stick with stores? Are you developing something? Because I know with QVC, you can't just sell the exact same thing for the same price that you're selling right. everywhere so, else. So um, plot twist, we are not going to close on the deal with sharks. Um, okay. Woo. <laughs> no, no. There is more due diligence. So the due diligence process took from May-ish until we taped in July. And then after the taping, so we taped, we started due diligence again with just Daniel and Lori's teams from the end of July until present, till just last week. And so it is just an astronomical amount of reports and you know summaries, write a summary about why you did this and what other business. And I think at the end of the day, um, we decided because we have Wear Your Soul, um, which is our new line. Yes, I love that. Because we have banked ourselves, um, I think that it wasn't, um, we're fine with it and we agree. I'm trying to PC this. <laughs> so everybody's happy, but um, I think that it just wasn't as advantageous for them to partner with us as they thought. Got it. Um, yeah, I think they have affection for people who have less numbers where they can make a bigger impact. I don't, I don't, I don't know, you know, the personal reasons that they have, mm -hmm. but they just kind of felt like we just had enough going on and that we didn't need the banking. And yeah. so in the past two years, I mean, really and truly if your numbers are good, nobody does. Right. Totally. I mean, there's <laughs> reasons, right. Whether you're going on shark tank, looking for a shark or people who are just looking for investors, yeah. you know, just, personal friends and family or an angel investor or whatever. Right. I think that there has to be a major decision made, you know, in what is that person bringing to the table that I can't possibly find out on my own, right? By right. asking a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend, right? Playing mm -hmm. the huge game of telephone, right? Yeah. And calling on all the people that you need because you are giving up a percentage mm -hmm. of your business to who, whomever comes in, right? Yeah. But the, for me, what I always say to people is the biggest part of that is what will they give you in return that right. you can't hire someone and just pay them to do for you where you're not giving up any equity, right? right. And 
if someone just throws money at you, right? If somebody called you and was like, hey, Ashley, I'm just going to give you $100,000 tomorrow because I love your business, right? Yeah. Then you're, you still only know today what you know today. That's right. Right. That's so right. then you're like, great, what do I do with the $100,000, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I think that I can see the allure of Shark Tank because supposedly, right, they're going to guide you and give you the resources and make connections for you so you don't have to spend time right. digging for those, you know, and playing the game of telephone and right. hoping you made the right choice, right? That it comes with experience and knowledge. And at the same time, Sometimes I think being on that show, kind of like how you were saying that this Walmart rep just showed up and called you, right? And kind of took it off your plate and you're like, yeah. oh, I do your thing, happy to pay you commission yeah. or whatever, right? Yep. And, <laughs> and that there are people that come to you when you have exposure, right? Like mm -hmm. even warehouses, yeah. Yeah, when you were on Good Morning America, right? <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, it's all those different levels of credibility as your business yeah. grows, right? That bring in the next, the next level so that you can keep climbing that ladder. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, even from the exposure, a lot of people reached out to offer services, warehouses. We probably had, I don't know, up to 10 warehouses saying, Hey, you know what? I know what you're dealing with right now because we have Shark Tank people and we're happy to help. And so it made vetting a warehouse, um, so much easier, you know, and so since Shark Tank, we have um, decided to go in a different direction with our warehouse. And so we're moving currently to a new warehouse. It just has a little bit more high tech on software and like just more, um, more eyes on moving parts. And so just more, um, I don't know, just a little bit more um, up to date. Good. Which so, I had known because I could have given recommended somebody. Go yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we thankfully Brittany really did a great job vetting some people and we're really happy um, with that. Okay. And so um, that, and then I mentioned the Walmart people who that's basically all they do is make yeah. sure you don't make mistakes. And <laughs> they used <laughs> to be all money. Buyers. <laughs> yes. They were buyers. They know the process and the systems. And so, you know, adding to the feedback that we heard from them are, you need people, you need more people, which we would kind of refute that. We, we operate with contract people who work from home and they're great at what they do. And we don't need a lot of people, you know? Um, and then, you know, just the, we heard that feedback and then we heard, you know, um, maybe not yet on some other things. And so we just have evaluated our steps and making sure that we honestly feel good about it, you know? Yeah. So. want to be able to wake up in the morning and be ready to roll and not worrying about so right. many different levels that sometimes you can't even, you can't do anything about it because you're not physically there, you know? That's right. Places. Yes, um, for sure. Well, so, so I saw from your website, right? Cause I like to be nosy that <laughs> uh, you guys are selling in a gazillion small stores. Um, and it looked like it was sort of a mixture of gift shops and maybe boutiques that sell gift mm -hmm. items and different things. And so how, how did being on Shark Tank affect your wholesale sales? I mean, I know you were in stores prior, but you know, did you go from 300 to 3000 or? You know, we'll know more of that um, in the next few weeks. We're in market season right now, being January, it's our Super Bowl of markets. And I would say that um, we've had a couple of people reach out and be like, hey, does this mean that Pink Picasso is going to be in big box stores? And our answer is no. I mean, you know, we're really committed to boutiques and giving them like the best 
first, the newest, the greatest, whatever. And so um, really our wholesale should stay pretty, pretty um, hopefully growing, but kind of stay where it is and and have its place. Um, What we look forward to happening um, with Pink Picasso and with Violet Van Gogh that's in Walmart um, and even Modern Monet, our other brand that we just don't offer wholesale those three lines, we hope that our direct customer sales increase, just word of mouth. And so we definitely saw that in November and December and ended up with a great year. Um, so that's our goal. You know, that's the hard ones, you know, so grow your Instagram following yeah. to over 10,000 so you can get a swipe up, right? Yeah. Like those are the things that we just were so grateful for, um, for that show. And so, you know, wholesale-wise, I hope that they continue to bring us in. I think the key to that is to have newest and latest and greatest. And um, currently, we we just released a special edition line that is all black. Um, we kind of thought around black Amex, like, you know, really dramatic black, you know, just <laughs> prestigious looking stuff. And so um, that's kind of what we're selling right now. And that's doing really, really well. So we are not seeing a slowdown as far as people wanting to paint, which I'm grateful for, because I think people discovered what they wanted to do going forward, you know, not run around like crazy and not have any hobbies and have zero self-care like we did before 2019 or yeah. in 2019. <laughs> so we hope people will continue to care for themselves and, um, and paint as part of that. Yeah, that's so awesome. I mean, people, um, I, th- I think that because we everybody was home for so long, right? People took up, whether it was cooking or painting or arting of some kind or exercising yeah. or whatever they chose as their self-care routine, right? Um, right. And, and you were an amazing beneficiary of that. For um, sure. For and, sure. and also, I think it's really cool that you guys thought of something that was able to you know, mentally help people, right? Give them something to do. I mean, not that that was the reason you decided to do it, but that it turned out that it was something really helpful. And, and so you did mention that being, you know, your exposure on Shark Tank did raise your social media um, numbers and everything. So, cause I saw you were, I don't know, 12,000 or something or on Instagram. And, and so how, how do you feel like that has changed your business? Cause sometimes people will say, oh gosh, I only have like 3000 followers, but I get tons of business from Instagram, you know, or do, do you notice that there are, can you, I mean, obviously you can track sales and see where they come, but has there been a big increase in social media sales since then? So I think, you know, just in general, direct customers been higher, Amazon's been higher. Um, and I don't know what we call that and maybe you call it a halo effect is, you know, after Oprah and after Oprah, again, there was a January halo effect where like, oh, yay, we're still reaping the benefits of this awesome push in fourth quarter. Um, You know, we don't know yet. We don't know how long, I mean, our Instagram went up about 5,000 followers, but, you know, I feel like our business plan does not need to depend on social media followers. Well, that's a great thing, right? I don't, I feel like people on Instagram, just like I am, I'm pretty fickle on Instagram. I'll put <laughs> in my cart, then, you know, not check out because I don't feel like getting all the way through the process or whatever it is. Yeah. You know? And so hopefully those things will come. I hope that it makes, you know, I said on the show and I'm pretty sure it was taken out was, you know, our goal is to 
you know, when you say you need a tissue, you say you need a Kleenex, you don't need a tissue, right? Nobody says I need a tissue. Well, what's the tissue, right? And so I'm hoping that Pink Picasso will be a household name, which is why we went ahead and did Good, Better, Best, you know? And so, um, you know, we did that so that we could slowly become something that people think about when they think of things to do at home and painting in general. And so, you know, that's what I hope for out of the push, you know, just, you know, think of it for your mother-in-law that you, you know, scratch her head every year. What are you going to get her? Because she has everything and the money to buy whatever she wants, you know? And so, and Amazon prime for Pete's sake. (laughs) And so (laughs) I don't know. I mean, my goals for the brand are just to become a household name and, you know, we'd love to sell it at some point, you know, we would love to (laughs) to move on just so we can do our next brand. But um, as a whole, you know, we're really enjoying running it and watching it go. It's fascinating to watch it grow. And I know you probably felt this way. It's fascinating to see who catches on and who talks about it and who shares. It's, you know, it's very interesting to me. So So do you find that a a difference like pre Shark Tank and post Shark Tank that your own, like, do you guys do a lot of marketing? Like, do you, are you really good at contacting, you know, your online shoppers, right. Through mm-hmm. email marketing, do you yes. post daily on social or do you run ads? Like how, what's your sort of marketing strategy? So we added that those things slowly. It was part of, um, you know, growing organically, like we did, even though it was quick with our media bumps, um, you know, we, we added those things slowly because they're so expensive, right? And it's hard to um, allocate budgets when you just really don't have it. And for a long time, we did it because we banked ourselves for two years. And um, thankfully, we have a small bank in town that, you know, after the eighth phone call, I finally found somebody who would lend us some money after we had sold almost, um, let's see, 1.3, almost over $6 million in sales took to get a small bank to say, hey, we'll bank your wow. PL. Because, you know, I was a contract worker before then. So I didn't have, you know, I I had no reason for them to believe me, right? Other than the current sales. And so um, it took a long time to get banked. And so on social media and Instagram and, you know, Facebook and, you know, all the ads, Amazon and whatever else, we just added them slowly. We increased the budget when we felt like we needed it. When we had something that came up, you know, when the Oprah thing came across, we just, you know, we raised and when COVID hit, we were in a hotel in Chattanooga and I'll never forget, I posted all these ads because I was like, everybody's right now, everybody's stuck at home right now. Yeah. And that was, it was really good for that year, but I don't think that people ought to just throw money at it. You know, I think that there's work hard at wholesale, work hard at, you know, putting out great content, which is, you know, I'd rather put out great content mm-hmm. than great emails. But as far as emails go, we have an online business manager and she runs all of our email, what we call email flows. I'm sure, I don't know if everybody calls that. Um, The, hey, how are you? Thanks for stopping by the store, whatever it is. It's kind of like a map for somebody who did buy or didn't buy. You get a certain email based on your behavior. And so, um, you know, that's been super easy to do and very helpful. Um, So we feel like that was a big deal. And then um, even like capturing email addresses, you know, pop up. That's optional, of course. And um, so our email list grew a lot, which is a big help. So. I can imagine. And do you guys do just pure email or do you do text messaging too? 
We just do email right now. I personally don't like the text. <laughs> and so, like, I don't need anybody else coming in my phone. And so yeah. <laughs> I just kind of feel like, I, I think we'll probably stay out of that space just because it bothers me. And I'm like, I don't want to bother people. You know, let's stay yeah. off. Our point is to stay off our phones. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. As much as possible. Yeah. Um, and what, what are, what do you guys have coming up? I mean, I know you've got like four lines right now. Well, three for yourself and then the, your Walmart Violet line, right? Yeah. So, um, about Van Gogh's and Walmart, modern Monet's destinations, more like Greece and Eiffel Tower and that kind of thing. And then Pink Picasso's going to boutiques. And then we sell that online and Amazon, of course. Um, so those three brands, we operate those the same, you know, obviously all differently, but our same team operates, you know, with those three brands. And so um, Wear Your Soul is our newest line, and that is high-end shoelaces and shoe tattoos. And basically, we just, these kids are all customizing their shoes and adults and, you know, everybody's wearing white tennis shoes and they're all being customized one way or another. And so we're just helping that. So that new line is, um, it launched at this market in January. So we are not even a month out. We had some pre-sales last year and they went really well, but um, that company is just kind of doing its thing. We use the same factory, the same team. It's just a different SKU list. And so um, it's a great way to kind of spread ourselves a little bit in different areas, but not be um, scatterbrained kind of like, we want to make it really simple for our team to run. So yeah. Um, and is that more like teen oriented? No, I mean, we're kind of after the person who wears sneakers for an elevated look. I mean, you know, whether it's, you know, I do for sure. I mean, we wear sneakers with everything, dresses and whatnot. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, and um, I'm so grateful for that after no heels for a long time. And yeah. so <laughs> And people in their 30s, I think everybody will just customize differently, but we've had a really great response to it. So we're excited about where that will go. They're velvet and glitter and, you know, all the fun things. Um, and then the shoe tattoos are temporary. You just put them on and then you change them if you want. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's really fun. It comes in black mac packaging and just really, um, so that's going into stores right now and a fun fixture. And so we'll just see what happens. <laughs> it's exciting that for your, you know, for your big store list that you've got, you know, yep. new rollouts, you know, and because they, I mean, obviously maybe for Pink Picasso, you've got new paintings that are coming mm -hmm. out a yep. few times a year, but to introduce a whole nother category for them, right. Gives their sale team, you know, uh, a whole nother boost. Yeah. So this is our, the Pink Picasso black special edition line. So these are, um, it's kind of hard to see because it's around, but um, these are the, this is, this is 16 by 20. Right. I a on this one. And then we did some that were 11 by 14. So there's 10 new ones um, and then four new kids. And so that's really fun to have um, new stuff coming out every six months, essentially. For, for your markets. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. you guys are primarily in the gift market. I mean, mm -hmm. that's where your reps are going to give shows and yeah. out, out hitting the road. <laughs> I love wholesale market. I just, um, you know, I think the key is being where you're going to be seen and you have to be in a space. It's a good fit for your product. You can't just go into wherever and be like, I like the show. Let me put it here. I mean, it has to be, yes. So it has to be a really good fit. I feel like. Um, but I love it because you can strategically plan what you're going to order. 
you can ship it out in bulk. It's just a really great model, I feel like, especially for people with a new line because you can order in waves. You know, when we went to our very first market, we only had $1,500 worth of supplies. And so we just, you know, we sold out every day and we just said the next wave is going to be in March 1st. And it took us until May of our, it took us five months to get everything that was sold, but we had to have money to pay for the next wave. So we had to charge this one and get the next one, charge this one, get the next one. So, you know, I mean, I feel like for that reason, it's a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. Rob Peter to pay Paul. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I was always like the queen of 0% credit cards. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, yes. Um, Invest egg loans and QuickBooks yeah. as a loan. And, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know, at the end of the day, figure out how to make it work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I, you're still, I love that uh, I didn't know prior to chatting that you didn't take your deals on Shark Tank and that, yeah. you know, you guys are going just full blown. And I just love seeing, you know, I love hearing people's stories about why things work and don't work and what, you know, what makes a company tick. I just think it's so interesting for people to, I mean, for me to listen to, but for other people who are starting out their business or maybe are even at sort of the same growth um, stoppage area that you were, right? Like, here I'm at this point what do I do next who do I call oh my god you know I'm gonna die I'm gonna freak out right and that there are so many resources out there now of people who could help you and you know and and also you've really seen the power of the press right Mm -hmm. for you guys I mean whether it was your Oprah's or I mean not too many people get on Oprah twice um and um but but that all of that different exposure and the levels of credibility just start to build on each other. And one, you know, one opens the door to the next thing. Right. And you just have to know, you have to be ready for that, you know, and know that, okay, if I, how am I going to do that? How am I going to ship? Okay. I'm just going to, you know, take it step by step. Right. And not freak out. And it sounds like, you know, that you ladies have your ducks in a row and that you've planned for, you've been able to plan for this expansion and not be, you know, paralyzed with fear. Well, I'm glad it comes across like that. (laughs) (laughs) At the very least, you know, fake it till you make it. But I, you know, there's definitely been some scary times for sure. You know, I mean, I think, I think any business owner, anytime you put yourself out there like that, it is so scary. Um, But at the same time, you know, it's like, if there's not a great risk, there's not a great reward. Mm -hmm. Um, Safe, pays nobody. (laughs) Just, you know, I, you know, I'm a risk taker by nature. And so I balance that with Brittany, my wife, her, she is um, calculated and detailed and not a risk taker. Um, She's learned to be a dreamer because I am, but she's the kind of like, Hey, so is this what you think is going to happen? Okay. I'll trust you. Not she's dreaming on her own. And so Um, I think that it takes several people. It takes somebody to balance out um, a risk taker. I think everybody needs to have somebody who is calculated on their team for sure. It's all kind of way in balance, right? I mean, because yes. if, if there's people who just kind of go off the deep end and they're yeah. like, oh my God, I blew all my money. And then other people <laughs> are like, I've got the hoard of money and yeah. I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think that it's, it's important to be able to, to, 
to even talk to somebody. I mean, you're lucky that you have a business partner, right? Who's mm -hmm. there all the time yeah. <laughs> and yeah. not everybody has that luxury, yeah. right? They're, you know, um, they're looking for answers all the time or join, you know, but there's so yeah. many groups people can join now and things people can do. So I found that the groups were not very responsive, sadly. I'm so bummed because that's like the first place I went is there's several groups. I was like, hey, y'all, what do you do about Walmart? They're like crickets. <laughs> like, I, you know, so I, I wish maybe I was in the wrong groups, but, yeah. um, you know, our very first hire was a strategist, believe it or not. It was like we and the, even the sharks we talked about it on the show they were like that was your first hire i was like well yeah because like if you don't have it you can't sell it <laughs> and so um we were partnered with the booth project and um she did a great job tracking sales and everything and so when we did go on shark tank we just slid her stuff across and like this is how many units we sold every month until forever and so i think doing things like that if you don't have somebody on your team um you just need somebody that can speak numbers really well and be super honest. Like this one's not selling. You need to drop it out, not be emotional about the yeah. lavender scent, you know, yeah. uh, but I love it, but nobody yeah. else does. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Know, so we had some hard, hard. I, was, I was like, I, but I, I mean, I like that, but she's like, I get you do, but yeah. like nobody else does. Right. You're like paint it, hang it in your house and move on. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I think things like that can help people that are starting out and then realizing that not everybody knows all the answers, like, sure. you know, consulting, I know you do consulting and listen, <laughs> that is such a gift because that honestly means that you've kind of been there, done that on all the, and if you don't know the answer, you'll know somebody who does. Exactly. And, um, so maybe a consultant or a strategist should be everybody's first hire. Mm -hmm. Um, so. It's funny because when I when I had my handbag company, my first hire was a shipping guy. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. and you know I was like I didn't know from anything. I mean I was so green. I had some other businesses, but they were none of them were cash flow. They were all kind of cash up front, and yeah. so I didn't know anything about cash flow. But I was like, okay, I don't have time to do all the shipping. This was after <laughs> maybe like. Six or eight months, you know. I was like, yeah. a little bit of money. That's what he's going to be doing. <laughs> yeah, because um, I'm good at selling. I can get on the phone and call the buyers and. Yeah, uh, hire at your pain points for sure. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm really excited for you, ladies, to see and also to see kind of where your journey ends up over the rest Thank of this you. year because we're Thank just in January now. So I can watch your 2022 developments and <laughs> see see how you're how you're growing. And yeah. Um, anyway, I was really really honored and thrilled to chat with you today. Well, thank you for having me. I so appreciate it. So fun to chat about business. I love it. it is. It's really fun, it. especially yeah. mom to mom. Yes. Um, yes. Sure. <laughs> we all know that other list of pain points. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Usually I have people in the background, you know, the seven-year-old's like, hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for joining me. And right. I will look forward to checking in with you ladies right. later in the year. And maybe we'll have yeah. you back and see what's going on. That would be so fun. Thanks for Ashley for joining me. Thanks for tuning in to A Street Smart MBA with Sarah Shaw. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes to get the latest episodes anytime, anywhere. And we'll see you on the next one.